Did you know that alcohol is the only drug that you have to defend yourself for not taking? You guessed it. Today, we're going to talk about alcohol, why we drink, the negative effects, how it impacts your mental health and weight and even your brain. We're also going to share some of our personal history with alcohol and where we stand on it now. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back. We are back in the pod. What is it? New month. Friday. It's Friday. (laughs) Mike's favorite thing. It's Friday. It's Friday. It is Friday. So happy Friday to the peeps. Yep. To our people. Yeah. Gosh. Again, another week. November is here. And it is, I don't know, feels like Halloween just blew by. It did. It it didn't even feel like it even, it came and gone like that. It's just sad. It's not like it wasn't where the kids are. No, it is not. Things change. I do want to give a shout out to Den Turn. I believe her name is Denise. She left us a review on Apple Podcasts and she said, I love me some Mike and Janine. I found this podcast a month ago and I'm loving it. I've been binge watching on YouTube Janine has given me hope. I now believe the menno belly can and will go away. She's so insightful and Mike is so cute, raw and sweet at the same time. They're so dynamic. They're a dynamic duo and I love them. But guess what comes today? Uh Uh-oh, what's that? My FedEx box arrives today with my meds. Ooh-wee, let's go. You guys, I'm so excited. I am going to document it for YouTube. I'm going to do a whole HRT series on my YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed if you are not already subscribed because we're going to have that. So make sure you are subscribed because I'm going to be doing a video of my unboxing. I'm going to show you exactly what I got, when I'm taking, what I'm taking. And I'm going to go into this on my YouTube channel as well, but I want to just say it here. I am not a doctor. I do not know if HRT is right for you. I don't know if it's going to increase your risk of cancer, what your personal health history is. I will not answer questions about that kind of stuff on whether or not I think you should take it. HRT is a personal decision that you should do with reviewing your own health history, being really in tune with your health, talking to your doctor, reviewing the risks, the benefits, your current side effects, what you're trying to achieve That is a personal decision. I don't want to influence that for anybody. I just want to share what my personal decision was and how it will impact what it does to my body. Wow. So professional. I like the way you put it, but you're right. We're just sharing what what for us, what we're doing. That's all. Because I don't, I've been getting a lot of questions already and I'm not an expert. I'll be, I'm not an expert and I'm not a doctor, but, and and I don't, I'm not going to go over, oh, aren't you afraid of this? Or aren't you afraid of that? It's... No, I'm not. No, we're not doing that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I have clearly, I have made a decision to do it. Yep. I'm just, I just want to put that out there because I'm not going to waste a lot of time on that. Yeah. So if you just want to see what it's going to do for me, how it makes me feel, how it changes my body, then follow the journey. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to advise what people should do, what they should take or anything like that, because I, frankly, I am not, that's out of my scope of expertise. 
Facts. I've always been very careful to... Not overstepping. Not overstep. Yes. We know our limits. Even though I know a lot because I do a lot of personal research, I am, you know, anyone can do that research. Anybody. Google's your best friend. Yeah. Set your fingertips. Yeah. I am excited because I do feel that I have hit... I feel like I hit a wall. Like I don't know yeah. much what much more I could do without some help at this point. No, baby, you're on fumes. The data, like you always say, the data does yeah. not lie. Yeah. You can lie about your weight, but that scale don't get gonna lie. It's gonna right. tell you the truth. Same and I thing. even for for continued <clears throat> fat loss, I feel like in order for me to continue to lose fat at this point, I'd have to adjust my macros. And they're already not high to begin with, and I'm not willing to take them lower. And what's messed up on your part, not messed up, but is you don't have the appetite of a woman. You have the appetite of a yeah, man I do. with low macros. So I can only imagine how yeah. hard that is. Yeah. It takes a lot so of discipline. So I'm not willing to do that. But you know what I was thinking the other day? It just dawned on me, and I wanted to make sure I addressed it in this episode. I always recommend people to have a modest deficit, to not have a huge deficit because it's harder to sustain. Yes. You feel a little more deprived, a little yep. more weak. Your workouts aren't as good. And yes, weight loss is slower, but it's still easy, easier to stay consistent. However, there is one thing I need to point out about when you're, you don't have a big deficit. There is not a lot of margin for mistakes. No. You miscalculate something every day for a week, like one thing you happen to mismeasure it and you eat this, the wrong amount every day for a week and you eat yourself right out of your small deficit very easily. Yeah. Or if you have a bad day or whatever, that's the one downside of having a small deficit or mm -hmm. if your activity changes a little bit, your activity level, it's, you're going to have a week of no progress or very little progress, so little that you won't even notice. So that's another, that's one thing to keep in mind. I do like when I have room, when I have a bigger deficit and like I set a deficit of to try to lose a pound a week, but I can dip into it and only lose half a pound and be okay with that. Yeah. But when you start to get to the point where your deficits only set at about a half a pound a week, and then you have a little couple slip ups and you end up only losing like an eighth of a pound of a quarter of a pound. You're not even going to see it. It's going to be very no, discouraging. You're not going to see it at all. It's going to be very discouraging. So just something to keep in mind. If you are going to do what you're supposed to do, which is a conservative deficit. So you have energy so that you have good workouts, all those things. You do have to give that conservative effort, that conservative deficit, a hundred percent effort. Yes, you do. No room for error. Because there isn't a lot of wiggle no. room. No, there's not. Not like me. I could play around with it a little more than you can. Exactly. And there's times that I have slipped by accident. I look and I forgot to add something in. I add in like, ooh, I'm 100 calories over. Yeah. Oops, it's that easy. Yeah. 200 over. Oops. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I was, sometimes I make a conscious decision to go over. Like I, I 100%, when my mood is low, I get cravings and hungry. Now I'm so in tune with that. Because my mood was low on Sunday and I had a really hard time. I was just hungry all day. I wanted to eat everything in sight. Yeah. So I ended up making a conscious effort. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over a little bit, but I'm going to cut out the treats. Because the treats, yeah. when you feel like that, are only going to make you feel worse and want even more. Yep. So True. instead of having, I, I allowed myself to go over, but in my meals, like I had more protein in my night time treat was a protein bar that's smart 
That's what I tell my clients too. If you're gonna go over on protein, yeah, don't go over on snacks or empty calories. It's not, it's not. Then you get nothing out of it. You just say you snack on two servings of chips. What'd you get out of it? Nothing, and it's not going to affect your hunger because that's just gonna make you hungrier. It's make you worse, yeah. So if you know you're already struggling, feeling hungrier, don't have the things that are gonna make you even hungrier. That's when you need to bump up your protein. Facts. So yeah, but. Speaking of poor mood, it started because the Matthew Perry died on Saturday, and that just made me so sad. Yeah, you've been talking about that for days now. It's heart-wrenching for me. I was a huge Friends fan. I watched every single episode during while it was on, like, yeah. real time. Back when we didn't even have DVRs, we'd get excited for the Friends episode. And then I watched it with both of my kids. Both of my kids got into it. And they don't even come from our era. No. That's crazy, but they both got into it because of you. This fly's going fly, no. to drive me crazy. I'm trying to ignore it. But anyways, it was very sad. And the, I was thinking, like, is it? does it make us feel better that he appeared to be in a good place in his life? Is that a, That's a good thing. It's less tragic. Yeah. It's just sad because he has some things in the working. He was ready to work. Right. He's lining some stuff up and boom. Just like that. But that's why, and that's the message that I try to spread to my guys. Dude, the time, Father, time is against us. What are you waiting mm -hmm. for? Don't mess around. Time's not waiting for nobody. And honestly, a lot of his health problems, I and mean, we don't know the, the cause of death, but uh, no, probably no. something health related. And he had a lot of health problems because of his years of drug abuse. Of course. You can't, listen, you have. One thing about the game of that, you, the game's gonna pay you back. You're gonna get paid back if you keep abusing your, your body. Eventually, your body's going to give it, give out. That's mm -hmm. it. You can only push it so hard. You can only redline your body for so long. Yeah. Like, we've been redlining. We, we've been redlining our yeah. bodies, but not in that way. Not with pills, but training. With training for four everything. months. Yes. Yeah. Everything's redlined. So, you're doing drugs and alcohol. I'm not sure if he drank, but a lot of times, people who pop pills also drink alcohol with their pills, and you're just destroying yourself. You're slowly killing yourself you know, internally. At the time, I, I'm, I think he was sober, though, currently. Like yeah. currently sober. He looked on the heavier side. Yeah. And he actually said that in his book. He said that when he was very skinny, those in the friend seasons, when he was really skinny, those were yeah. his heavy pill. pill his issue was with Vicodin. Damn. And do you know why he started taking Vicodin? I had a friend that got Do you know why Vicodin. he started taking it? A jet skiing accident. Man, it's always like that. I had a coworker, same thing. He had something broke or he injured something and he never had an addiction or nothing. Vicodin took him down bad. It was a trip. We didn't even know. And this was in the 90s. We're like, what's wrong with our boy Trent? What the hell's wrong with him? What happened? You know, he's bad off Vicodin. I was like, what? Vicodin? I thought it was a joke. I like, know. I took Vicodin's after my shoulder surgery. They do nothing. Like, it, it calmed me down, but it didn't. I never felt addicted to it. I know, but it is highly addictive. It's it an is. opioid. I'm and lucky it didn't addict Do you know what's crazy is, and this is before I had a real a lot of knowledge and pills and addiction and, and drugs and all of that, but... Years ago, when Alyssa, my daughter, was a um, competitive acrobat, and so she had an injury where she hurt her back during a, a stunt. And in the hospital, the ER doctor was writing her a prescription, and I looked at it, and it was for Percocets. Hey, I looked how old was your daughter at the time? 16. Hell no. That's crazy. And I looked at her dad and I was like, oh, we're not filling that prescription. He's like, oh, hell no. I'm like, yeah, no, no, hell no. And let me tell you this. You know how like you make decisions in your life and you look back and you, that was like a fork in the road that yes. could have gone. Yep. 
That year ended up being the hardest year of her life because she lost her grandfather yep. unexpectedly, and he was young. My ex-husband's dad was young when he passed, and it was unexpected health issues. But And that ended up being a very difficult time in her life to cope yeah. with. Had you, you add in life's traumas with opioids, that is a recipe for disaster. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And that's good you're talking about this to make parents aware, hey, if your kid gets hurt and these grimy ass doctors trying to prescribe them something like that, like you tell them hell to the I think they're a lot less likely to do that now. Yeah, because they got in trouble. But it's scary. I'm just saying, I, I know that as parents, we made a really good decision right then and there, even though it's, shoot, she's in so much pain. Nope. Yeah. She's not taking this. They gave her a muscle relaxer instead. That was fine. Dude, Joe Rogan had his doctor pressing him after, I forgot what surgery he had, knee or something, pressing him to give him pain pills. And Joe's like, no thanks. He's like, but you're going to be in a lot of pain? No thanks, doctor. I don't want to be an addict. No thanks. I'll stick to mm -hmm. ibuprofen and Tylenol. That was the right mm -hmm. decision. Joe said that they're trying to shove him down his throat. Like they're that desperate to make a dollar, unfortunately, doctors. It's just crazy. I don't know, but it's scary. And a lot of people became addicted in an innocent way. Yes, yes. Like that. Yep. And um, it just makes me like thank my lucky stars that we made that smart decision as parents because not to say that for sure something would have bad it would have happened, but it was the perfect storm for her that year. To, no, you made the right she decision. she did struggle with back pain for quite a while. And you know what else is sad? What happens is a lot of times the parents will be like, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, fill a doctor. and won't even give it to a kid. They'll take it for themselves. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're Shady. right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, moving on to the hot coffee topic. Ex-NBAer mm. Joe Smith furious after discovering his wife's OnlyFans page. Mm. How do you feel about that? It depends on the context. Now, her side of the story, which I got to hear, more context. Mm -hmm. I understand why she did it, if she's telling the truth. If we're sinking and about to go homeless and lose everything and mm -hmm. I find out you had OnlyFans... And you're doing this to keep us afloat and put food on the table. Mm -hmm. I might not be as mad, to be honest with you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes in life, you got to do what you got to do, man. And they were going to lose it all. And he didn't have the same hustle and bustle like she did, right. according to her story. And we're yeah. going to lose everything if one of us doesn't step up and save us. So I know a lot of guys, I'm like, you're crazy. You're let your wife be on. Listen, man, you want to be homeless or you yeah. want to live? What you want? I don't want to be homeless. I know. I right. think of it like, dang, good for her to step up to the plate and do some. It's one thing if she ah, was yes. on there and making all this money that she was using for her own personal gain. Yes. Stuff yeah. You, you started and, shopping and all that just right. for her personal gain. But if it's to save the family or to save their home or pay the bills because her husband is not bringing in money. Listen, yeah. it happens a lot. The NBA, they don't have a plan B, these no, guys. No, they don't. They don't. They don't know nothing. A lot of those guys, I don't know how long it's been in the NBA, but a lot of them don't know how to use their likeness. Right. Post basketball. They're not they're good at basketball. Yes. They're and they don't have the right people around them that are helping them build the business. Build their brand. Yes. Build their brand. Build their personal brand and have a plan B. Yep. These guys exactly. end their careers end in their thirties. Life is just beginning. And you have to understand something. These guys, a lot of these NBA players grew up dirt poor, come from the ghettos, the hoods. Mm -hmm. So what do you think when they, what happens when you give them money? The first thing they do, NBA players, they buy cars and jewelries and they buy their mama a house. Eventually they buy themselves a house and they buy their dad a house or somebody's house. And they, their overhead gets so high up there, by the time it comes for retirement, they can't afford all that no more. So they start losing everything. 
Right. I know that uh, I used to watch the Chloe and Lamar show when she first got with Lamar. And the first thing she did was look at all that. He was paying like five people's rents. See, he was paying like cell, cell phone, phone bills, bills. Uh-huh. like 30 people's cell phone bills. It was yep. like crazy. And she kind of like cut a lot of that out. But it's all those those leeches and mooches, the entourages. Fucking leeches. And we've seen it just in our scene. Just we've with us partying it. and going out, how many yes. leeches came around. And we're nobodies. But what about the, we, there's been a few times where we were, we were on like NBA players tables. Yes. Like we, we have went been. with uh, our jeweler. John Wall. Yeah. We on John Wall's table for future. But we were paying attention. Remember, I was like, look at these people. They're, they go to the waitress. They order more bottles. They, I'm like, none of these people are going to pay this $30,000 bill. And yes, you guys, if you don't know oh, how quickly a no. bill at a Las Vegas nightclub oh. will be 20, 30 grand Easy. when you're done. And Easy. I remember paying attention and looking and going, look at all these people just ordering from the waitress. And, and I didn't want to even take a drink. And guys no. were trying to hand me drinks. Like, I don't want to be a leech or yeah. I understand it's not my table. But he, John was nice. John Wall, I remember hanging out with his brother. and Yeah, our his jeweler brother actually came back to our apartment. He did, he did, he did. He after, did. but it was... Yep. Um, yeah, but you just, I had like this eye for all the... Because you've seen it too on our table. People will come leech and mooch and then they'll try. And like, uh-uh, I used to tell the waitress what I always tell only me or her. That's it. The only approval. If you, if anybody else orders, that's on them. I'm not paying for that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's Mooch City in mooch. Vegas. Oh, Mooch leeches. You name it. They're everywhere. Cockroaches yeah. all over that place. There was one time when we had after that we we got really smart about it. But where we had a table, it was very expensive that weekend. And at in the pool parties. It's food and drinks. So you get a spend limit and you have to spend up to a certain limit. Yeah. And then you can order food and drinks. So I went to go order food. We had a huge spend limit. It was an expensive holiday weekend. And the waitress said that that we were like we were at the limit. And I could not believe it. And I look around and I see all these girls that I didn't even know. They all had food. And drinks, and I was livid. Yeah, that was it. You. All changed after that. Oh yeah, we, we became a little more yep. careful. Yes, you learn the game because these waitresses—they're grimy too. They go up to people who don't really belong on that table. They're just guests and ask them, "Do you need anything?" Sure, well, I like to order. Yes, that's a guest because they the wait—the waitress's job is to build that bill. They Generate want income. you to spend. Yes. They want you yes. to waste the limit really fast. fast. Because then when you're intoxicated, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, bring another bottle. Bring another la, la, bottle. La. Sure, it's a thousand bucks. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Put it on the tab. Oh, more food? Yeah, because you're loose. You're yeah. drunk. You're having a good time. Like we took my you know. son for his 21st birthday to Vegas. And listen, oh we are, they thought like we're rookies or something. I remember the, the waitress was like talking like we're rookies. She's like, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring this. And I was like, no, we're not. We're no, going to start not. with one bottle. Yes, relax, kiddo. And just... Let you know, and nobody else can order. And she was remember she was irritated with me. Yeah, you checked her little ass. Yeah, Good. I was like, no, Put we're not going to do that. What she was trying to do was get us to use the whole limit right in the beginning. Yep. I'm like, no, we're pacing ourselves. And then towards the end, we still had a lot of alcohol, so we would have Tons. had so much more alcohol if I let her do that would have gone to waste. So instead of wasting alcohol, we did a cool. And if I have the video, I'm going to put it up here. I it do was have the video so cool. on my phone. We did a champagne showers where they came out with tons of bottles of champagne yes. and they 
announced it. Stevie Aoki announced it or whatever. In and front then, of the whole pool party, her son's 21st birthday yeah. sprayed him down. Imagine what that's like. God, yeah. So it was an epic moment For because, him. and we still had tons of alcohol and everybody got to eat too. So there was, yes. it was just being budget friendly with yep. the way you Smart. handle because she wanted to bring out the whole limit right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, and I think I told a her bunch something of like, like, sweetheart, we're pros over here. Yeah. You must not know us. We haven't had an apartment here before we lived here. Yeah, so we know the game. you got to know the game a little yes, bit. You you gotta, that's why I like to, when I know my kids or my son now, he's got it. He knows the games. He yeah. learned from us. But yes. when I know my kids are going to Vegas or whatever, I, like my daughter, I'm like, you have to give them the, the rules and the way it works yep. because you will be taken advantage of. Yes. Like a mofo. So bad. All right, moving on to... <clears throat> the hold my coffee uh -oh. babe the hold my coffee is i found it on your page and you didn't respond to it i was shocked you must have missed it you did somebody commented something so irritating on one of your posts on a youtube short you posted dinner is served and you were having two burgers and fries you made yourself burgers and fries i did yeah and somebody commented, it's up on the screen, Isabel Flowers, 2585, said, you must be fat. That's not healthy, my friend. No way you are lean. No way. What's her name? <laughs> Isabel Flowers? Oh, boy. You must not know me. Is what's, Isabel, <laughs> you best go follow more videos. I'm very lean. I'm actually 170 pounds. I just weighed myself. But the, what's funny fat. to me is... That's people are the still assumption. thinking that people still are associating. They don't understand that it's all in your numbers and that may look unhealthy, but it's actually protein packed. It's got a good combination. Those buns have tons of protein in them. They're keto buns. They have nine grams for each bun. Those fries calories. are excellent fries that are air fried. Rosemary. Excellent macros. Garlic. Yes. It's perception, my dear. Yes, perception. my dear. You're not your old way of thinking. The game has changed, sweetheart. It's all numbers. Your bank account, your date of birth, yes. what you put in your body is all numbers. It sounds to me. I did miss it. I would have clowned her. Like Isabel Flowers. I'm going to have to go back on that now. Needs to know macros. Yes. You need Get to know macros. Get an assessment, sweetheart, and you yes. can eat like that too. Yes. <laughs> and no way I'm fat. Not one bit. I've abs, baby. But isn't it funny though, the way like that's okay. Like you must be fat. That's not healthy, my friend. No way. Because she, her old way of thinking is she thinks like a bodybuilder in the nineties, high protein, low carb. Those days are gone. That is still high protein, but you eat what you want to eat. Not mm -hmm. a, a rigid, boring, bland egg whites and broccoli and chicken breast. No, I don't eat that way. Sorry. I eat for sustainability for what I enjoy. That's what I teach. So people don't understand. Yeah, And that's the key because if you're, no one's going to eat chicken and broccoli for long so it's not sustainable yeah good luck with that what do they say ignorance is bliss yeah i thought that was funny and i couldn't believe that you i did miss it. it i didn't catch it oh my she goodness. got a pass all right i have to go back to that though moving on to comment corner Hazardish 4810 says, as my husband and I are approaching our 40s, what would you guys say you learned from each other most in your 40s? We've been together since 2000. They have, we have four kids. Wow. I'm curious, as I know, we both have changed since we have met and how we might need to prepare for our 40s together. That's interesting. I think that I'll be completely honest with you. It's very important that you have a mate that you are compatible with from the get-go. Because those, yep. the core, at your core, your compatibility, that's what will hold you together yes. as you get older. Yes. 
But I would say some of it is luck. Yeah, some of it is luck. Some of but there's luck. no like perfect or real answer. You have to evolve. You, like you told me, you're like, I hope this guy slows down and stops partying. He doesn't want to keep chasing that high because you're already done and you wanted me to be done. I, you can't force me to be no. done. I have to want to do it. We both evolved together. We both, all right, see, we had fun. We're evolving to a new stage of our life. And then what it really takes serious are health and fitness, like even yeah. more. I think the, the way you give your, listen, ma marriage isn't a guarantee. No. I think the way you give yourself the best shot at a long, a lifelong relationship is to find as many commonalities as you can. Yes. Find and, and nurture those things that you have in common that you enjoy doing together. Yeah. Because as you lose those things and lose those commonalities and you get let you get further and further apart and then yes. you end up on different paths altogether. Yes. So whatever it may be, like a hobby, find a hobby you can do together. I know we've actually This been is your second marriage, so you have more experience than me. You right. can speak more on it yeah. compared to your first. Now this is your second. Yeah, and what I did in my second marriage was I thought I need to make sure regardless of the passion and the, the attraction and all of that, 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 away. that at the core, we are very compatible people naturally. Yes. Naturally, that, not force. Naturally, right, just naturally. We just move in such a way that is insane. Autopilot. That was very not insane. an accident. When I was dating, I wanted to make sure that I had found someone that was compatible because in my first marriage, the issue was truly that we just were not compatible. We never were compatible. And a lot of people can't face that. And that's okay. We're not all meant for each other. Right. We just got lucky that we happened to be damn near born on the same day. We're four days apart our birthday. Mm -hmm. I'm a year older than her, but four days apart. We're Aquarius. So we, she knows me. I know her. We're the exact same sign. Yeah. So ultimately my advice is if you Obviously, you've had a, a great life together. You have four kids. You've been together for many years. Yes. Just make sure as your kids start to get older and they have their own interests, that empty nester phase can be tricky. This yep. is especially important that you find some things that you love to do together and nurture those things. We've even recently been talking about it. Let's try to think of a hobby, maybe like pickleball or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Because that is the glue that's going to keep you together in your later years is, True. is the, the commonality. So and that's, we, and that's we walk together. Say. We do the walk and talks. That's something kind of new. We've well, done. We do this together. We do this together. So we have a lot of things we do together. Yeah, we do, but there's not many people that, you no. know, there's a lot of people that don't, they no. go off to their different jobs yes. and they do. So find something that it's at least once a week that you thoroughly enjoy. That's not just TV by the way, no. because you're not really connecting count. if you're both watching the same television program. So a lot of people, that's what they will default to. That's not what I'm talking about. An activity that yes. you can do together, yep. a hobby of some sort. All right. The next comment comes to us from Tabitha Adams, 8815. This information is so valuable. Truly appreciate you both. What's a good rule of thumb for choosing protein? I'm learning to read nutrition labels. Our good rule of thumb, we share it all the time, but I'll share it again. Always make sure that if you're, going for something that you want it to have a good amount of protein, you look at the protein grams, add a zero, and then look at the calories. And, and if the protein is equal to or less than the calories, then that's a good high protein item. So yes. if a protein bar has 20 grams of protein in it, add a zero, 200, 
Now look at the calories. Is that protein bar 200 or less calories? If it is, winner. It's good. So that's a good rule of thumb for yep. that. Angelina Depa6502 found you guys months ago, and now I binge watch all your videos. Love them all. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. So thank much. you for all the support. Oh, sorry, these names are hard for me. Olive Madueno4845 says, oh my God, that imitation session had me rolling on the floor. We got a lot of those. A lot of people loved our little- The wig? Imitation, yeah, the oh, wig. Oh, and you made fun of me. And, yeah, and you made fun of me too. Yes, 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 Hello. yes, yes. And then I loved this comment, so I had to share it because it was so perfectly written. Danielle says- Halloween was better when we were kids because it was a hodgepodge of made-up costumes running around the neighborhood like wild animals and filling pillowcases with candy. Now it's store-bought costumes of the latest Disney Marvel character and going to a trunk or tree or driving to whatever neighborhood is easier to get more candy in the shortest amount of time. It has been commercialized, and that's too bad for the little kids today. What's her name? Danielle. Danielle. Nailed you hit the it. nail on the head, girl. You are absolutely right. Nailed it. Yep. I'd like to say for the record, my kids, who are, they're not kids anymore, 26 and 22, I gave them an authentic Halloween. They, Because I yes. loved Halloween so much, I made their costumes. We did not do trunk or treat. It started, and I remember like our neighbors would, you guys want to go to trunk or treat? I'd be like, no. It started when um, they were kids, but we didn't go, we didn't do the trunk or treats. We did the Halloween Trick or treat in the neighborhood until the light, the last house turned off their light. Man, and then you all yes. get in. They would all come to my house and dump out their bags. Yep. And yeah, I did the old school with my kids, but I think that those days are sadly over. They're washed. Everybody does go to the neighborhoods now. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into this alcohol situation. Yeah. Let's go. So, um, you know, I said that in the intro that the alcohol is the only drug that you have to defend yourself for not taking, and that doesn't that hit home hits home very close people get bothered when they find out that you're not drinking why they're weak mindset that's why and they want you to be a weak-minded person like them i feel like i don't know i just feel like people can't comprehend it if you're in it you can't comprehend somebody not drinking especially because and i'm not talking about being sober or an alcoholic i'm not talking about that in terms of most of what we're going to talk about today. No. Because I am I do not identify as an alcoholic. I am not sober. Sober would be someone that does absolutely no drugs or alcohol, which I currently do not, but I'm not opposed to potentially having a sip of someone's drink or having a drink or whatnot. Exactly. But it does bother me, but I also noticed this in with clean eating or being on a nutrition program as well. People get bothered if you're not partaking in the loaded nachos. Yes. Oh, you're on a diet. Oh, you're boring. They always got to make, they always got to put it on blast. No, I'm just not eating that. Or like, I'm just leave, not drinking. Leave me alone right. about it. Why are you worried? The problem that I get pissed off about people that makes me want to explode on them. Why the are you always trying to control other humans? Yeah. What do you care? This isn't your body. This isn't your mind. Why do you care what I eat or put in my body? Why do you care so much? You yeah, don't. Yeah, like I thoroughly don't care. And for me, like I am not at all bothered if I'm not drinking and I'm surrounded with people who are drinking and they're ordering Go for it. That's not my business at all and I don't mind at all. But why did I stop drinking? That's what I wanted to talk about. I didn't say, I didn't plan to quit drinking. 
I never thought oh, I want to quit drinking or it was never a thing because I'm not a heavy drinker at all. Yeah. But I stopped drinking because I started to ask myself, why? Like, why am I drinking? Why do I, what benefit am I going to get from having this drink right now? Yeah. Other Same than thing for me. What, why calories, a headache potentially. And then I started to identify that on the times that I would drink, I did not feel good after. Even not drunk. I'm talking one drink. No. I rarely had more than one drink with dinner. Yeah. But even that had negative effects. It did. Think about it. How'd you feel after that one drink for the rest right. of the day? Sometimes a headache or a down mood. Yep. or, And I just started to... Th that is the simple answer, you guys. I really just started to ask myself, why do I want this drink? Exactly. I just gave it up one day because I drank so much for an eternity. I don't need it anymore. And I shouldn't have been drinking from the first place because alcoholism, my grandfather was a raging lunatic mm -hmm. alcoholic, my mother's father. Right. And she tried to protect me from that. And I didn't listen. Mm -hmm. She tried to keep me away and tell me, Ijo, you don't know. This is not going to be mm -hmm. good for you. I didn't understand it, but it runs in the family. You do, dangerous. you do have to be careful when you have a predisposition. Yes. It is a, you can be genetically predisposed to becoming an alcoholic and yes. you have to be even more mindful of it. Yes. But I really just started thinking like I wanted to have a life. I, I wanted to situate my life in such a way that I don't want to escape from it. Exactly. Because that's what we did a lot of times. And even when I first started dating you, you're like, you told me like, I hope this trainer guy likes to drink and yeah. loosen up. Yeah. Man, you woke up a goddamn demon. You know why? Because I've Fuck. personally used alcohol to be more fun and social It's as a crutch to deal with my social anxiety. Yeah. See, I don't have none of that social anxiety shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm an extrovert. I could talk to you. the whole crowd. It doesn't phase me. But you, I understand. You're a little more shy and more like... Yeah. You but your, it's, your, I don't feel that way now. I don't think, I started to really think it's one day it's, it, we always talk about flipping the switch yeah, one day yeah. and just recently, it's only been four months since I had a drink, but I really started to think I don't need this drink. I have a good time at dinner with my friends or whatever without it. I have a good time. I can socialize without it. I don't need it. Like I thought I needed it. And how many times when you're competing, cause you're disciplined in vain, you partied in Vegas and you didn't have one drink and you had right. the best time of your that's, life because you remembered well, it all. That's see? what we talked about. And that's another revelation I made. I started to realize that I wasn't enjoying my vacations. I, when I look back, I didn't enjoy my vacations. I was always nursing a hangover from day two, from day two till the end of my vacation because day one and night one, I would start drinking at the airport and it would be a great first night, but the rest of the vacation would be shot. We'd be forcing it. We felt and, like shit. And then I started thinking some of my best vacations I ever went on were when I was sober, when That's, I wasn't on see, anything. I don't, I don't know why we think we need things. We don't. And then you get rid of it and then you look back. I didn't need that this whole time. That's, you're like a mental slave to that. And I didn't, right. for me, well, it's been like six months. I just said, I'm good. I don't need it anymore. And just like that, it's made a decision right. and, and stop drinking. And then honestly, I started thinking like, those were some of the best vacations I had. And not all, I started to look back and I, I was reminiscing and looking back at pictures and I was thinking the pic, the trips that I had the most fun were when I was on my journey, when I was competing. That yeah. two years of my life, 
I was the happiest. Why? Because I was exercising. I wasn't drinking or doing any drugs at all. I was on my macros and, and I felt good. I looked my best. No hangovers. And felt my best. And I had the best trips and I have all the memories because I wasn't loaded. And yeah, yeah. it was multiple trips. So it was like, because during that time when I was competing, I was traveling a lot. I went to Miami. I went to Vegas. I yes. went to Cabo. Yep. I went so many places and I had the best time. And so I thought, why? I need to go back to that. Yeah. That's All true. the way back to that. You're a fully optimized, as they like to say. Yes. So I went back to that in every way. I went back to that in my lifestyle, working out, lifting weights again. I rejuvenated my love of lifting weights. I even started taking all of the supplements I used to take back then. I was good on my fish oil and my CoQ10 because I knew Matt had me on all those supplements. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I was feeling my best and looking my best back then. I need to go back and do all those things over again now in this body that's a decade older and see if I can recreate that. Yeah. And looking back at pictures, look at my face. Look at our faces. I know. I'm look actually, skin. look, I have a couple. The negative oh, effects of alcohol, goodness. you guys, yeah. It every drink that you take actually kills brain cells. You get puffy. 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 Bad. I have some pictures on the screen of yeah. us when we were puffy, puffy in the belly, yes. puffy in the face. Mm -hmm. Not good. No. And you know what? There was a lot of really bad hangover stories where I would throw up violently for days or you almost died on me actually one time. Yes. Why don't we share that? You were oh. drinking alcohol and took a, a drug that's not supposed to be mixed with alcohol. I'm a idiot. I know better. GHB. I yeah. Know, that's a no. I basically was trying to kill myself. Trying to kill myself. That's what it does. GHB will kill you if you mix it with alcohol. It can kill you. And I've never I done with, that. And I played with death. And you witnessed it. And I'm sorry that I put you there because it must have been scary. And I always say, my hardest fight. I've been in many street fights, many fights. That, that Other than my mental health, that was the hard, one of the hardest battles I ever had within myself. Right. Oh, my God. It the was bad. And I actually was given good advice from a friend. I called in the middle of the night on what to do. Like, you needed sugar. Yes. It, it, sugar. it, it drops yes. your blood sugar dangerously low yes. or something. So I went and got you a Sprite out of the yes. vending machine. That's true. And he knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether I should call 911 or were you going to get in trouble? I didn't know. I was so lost. And I was a little drunk myself because it was a drunk night. I wasn't on any drugs, but I was drunk. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. And you know what? I started to think about all of those trips where we went crazy. And then you don't even remember the night before. A lot of times you're in trouble for doing and saying something I already you know. shouldn't have I'm done. I'm not an idiot. I already know. I said did some shit. I, I already know. I know. I'm one of those. It's You know what it is? I was just, the live I was on earlier, I was telling the dude, is like, why is it as a man? He, had, he said he had a tattoo, the guy I was on live with earlier. He has a tattoo on his forearm, run and find out. And it's, why is this man, we always got to run and find out the hard way. But it's true. We always got to play with fire mm -hmm. and find out. To know, nah, this isn't for us. And so I really started to think about, okay. Let me make a, a list. What are, like, this is the list, positives and negatives, all the positive things about drinking and the negative things about drinking. Oh, that's good. I never looked right? at it that Think way. Think about okay. it. Make a list. You're right. And, and be really honest about it. Honestly, the only positive I did have was it makes you feel good initially. It does yes, give you, initially. it does give you a little more, you get a little more social, you have yes. a fun, that surge. The surge, so yes. That was the only positive. And then the rest, 
was all negatives. So then I asked myself when the waitress comes and says, do you want to order a drink? And I think of that list and I think, no, I don't want one because guess what? I can get the positive now naturally. That's it. You don't need it. And digging into being able to feel those positive feelings by having good company, good conversation. Yeah. And knowing that I'm going to go home and feel good after. And how many times have I embarrassed us because psycho Frisco Mike comes out? Yes. I'm one of those guys. Three or more. I I go past two drinks. It's not good because any little thing sets me off like a volcano. One thing I would have to say about you is you, if I would look up at a nightclub and I saw you drinking out of the bottle, I would bless myself and be like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough night. You guys, there's so countless stories, but there was this one time and I knew once he flipped to too many drinks, he was shark. I used to call him shark eyes. I could tell when he wasn't seeing me, his eyes would be a blank stare. Yeah. And then I had to be very careful, tread very careful with him so that he didn't like explode. And there was this one time in LA where he started slurring. So I thought, oh no, he's passed over to the other side. Yeah. I caught myself. Remember? I go, oh shit. I was wasted, but I caught myself slurring. He wanted to go to the strip club. Yes, I did. And I knew better. Okay. I needed to get this man into our room immediately because he is, this is not good. He needs to pass out or he's going to rage on someone who looks at him the wrong way or whatever. So I lied to you and I said, we're going to the strip club. We're going to go get dressed. We're going to go get comfortable. And you were, you kept telling me, you better not be lying to me. (laughs) You better not be lying. And I was a little nervous. Oh my God. When I get him into the room, I have to break it to him that we're not really going to the strip club. (laughs) How did I react? Did I pass out? Oh, we just passed out. Yes. I said I was going to go to the bathroom and Uh I went into the bathroom and I took as long a time as I could. I came out, you were face down on the bed and I was like. Thank you, Lord. You didn't remember anything the next morning. God damn. That's how I know you love me. I put your ass through hell, man. Yeah, but I always, I knew, I thought, I knew how to handle you pretty well to not ignite you when you were like that. Take notes, ladies. If your guys get too out of control, don't ignite them. That's the worst time you want to pick a fight. Right. Don't do it. For sure. But I did, so I showed you guys some of the pictures of the alcohol bloat and looking bad. So then I wanted to pull up a picture of one of my favorite trips. And since we just had Halloween, I found a picture of Halloween in Vegas when I was totally sober. I had been competing and I look at my face and I don't see alcohol blow. I was happy. This was like three o'clock in the morning. This was on night three. This was our last night of the trip. Do you see the picture? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, this, this is why I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Because I, see the I can have fun without alcohol. Yes. I can be social and I can still look and feel my best. And that list, there's no positives. You, you got to understand something too, babe. We all been brainwashed too from the TV screen growing up, watching TV. You watched your friend's show, right? Your show Friends. Mm-hmm. Did they ever drink on that show? Did they ever have any drinks? I don't know. I don't remember. Point I'm making is a lot of shows we watch, people are celebrating wine. with alcohol, yeah. wine. Oh, wine's good for you. It's heart healthy. A glass of wine's good for your heart. They're lying to you. All right. So it's, it's alcohol is associated with brain damage. At yeah. as little as one to two drinks per day, in one week, you are already experiencing brain damage. Damn. I'm afraid to know what I did in my brain. People who drink... And not a lot. I'm thinking like three to four drinks max a week, whether you spread that out or drink it all on one day or whatever. People who drink 
about three to four drinks equivalent per week have more cortisol at baseline when they are not drinking than anybody else. Wow. Meaning they are more stressed and more anxious on a regular basis when they are not drinking. They run high cortisol. You know what strikes me the, the craziest thing, and especially now that I'm really just really thinking a lot about it is when people I talk to, I have a lot of clients and they'll be like, I'm just so stressed. I have so much anxiety. I'm like, do you drink? Yeah. I, I drink a couple of drinks on the weekend or whatever. I'm like, if you are someone that are, that are struggling with stress and anxiety, you should yeah. not be drinking. Nope. That is number one. You're igniting even worse. You are exasperating that problem tenfold and it's probably the alcohol that's making you anxious and stressed you think it's work or your husband or your kids it's the alcohol yeah that has your cortisol baseline high yes it's literally classified as a poison it's a neurotoxin it kills brain cells it disrupts immunity we know this what happens to us after a party weekend in vegas almost every time get sick we get sick every time back then you're right we haven't been sick in, other than getting COVID. The, yeah, we haven't been sick. No. I haven't been sick. I think I caught one cold in the last three years for two days. It degrades your gut lining, so it contributes to a leaky gut. So people are like, oh, I have digestion problems. I'm bloated all the time. Do you drink? Well, yeah, skinny, spicy margarita. <laughs> once a, listen, I know, you guys, I'm not judging. Yeah. I am this person. Prior to giving up alcohol four months ago, I started drinking Every single week, sometimes two days a week, which is a lot for me, Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. And it was not good for me. It coincided with my menopause and the low moods and the weight gain, all of it, all bad. Recipe for disaster. Yep. It impacts your liver's ability to detox. It causes liver stress. Eventually, fatty liver. Eventually, cirrhosis of the liver. Eventually, death. That's it. Game over. It is linked to breast cancer, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I told you. I just saw it uh, on the news uh, one morning. They were talking about breast cancer awareness month, and it put it on their bold letters. Yeah. Alcohol is linked to breast cancer. It New is. study shows. Yeah, it alters DNA and gene expression associated with an increase in breast cancer. I was going to, and I poked fun of, uh-oh, the ladies and their wine, they're going to be up in arms. So this is interesting. Since I was speaking about the HRT journey and I'm not going to recommend it. I'm not going to answer questions about that because there's a lot of things people say it's, oh, it's associated with some sort of increases in cancer. The same person that comments on my page, oh, I'm not doing HRT because there's a a cancer connection will be that person that drinks wine every night. And and has a terrible diet on top of it. Right. Like, come on. And doesn't go to the gym. Yeah. I pick my poisons, literally. Exactly. Literally. I'm picking it, HRT over the yeah, skinny, yeah. spicy margarita. Stay with your drinks, ladies. Go for it. We'll it share leaves you out. puffy. Yep. It leaves you making poor decisions. A yes. lot of times it leads to marital problems. And, yep. And I'm sure you thought about it a couple of times. Like, do I really want to have a future with this crazy raging lunatic? Yeah. The few times that you got really bad. Yeah. yeah sure. For sure. I don't blame you. For sure. There was definitely, Scary, of course. There was definitely those times. I remember times. San Francisco. I was, I lived with that and I still live that. With was that was a Halloween, by the way, too. It was no, a Halloween. I, that was really bad. Yeah. So he, years ago, just Tell a quick story. recap, he, for Halloween, we, Mike San drank Francisco. too much. Yep. And I was trying to get him home. Same kind of thing as the LA. I'm like, uh oh, he's, this is too much. We need to get him home. And so when we were coming out of the club, I was sober because I was the designated driver. Yes. 
a friend pulls up in a big taxi van and goes, Mike, come on, after party at my house. And you ran over there. You're like, come we're on, going to another, We're going to another spot at 3 in the morning like, after party. Yeah, you're like, come on, let's, let's go. go. And I was like, oh, no, we're not going to that. I'm like, we're going home. And you... It I tri- lost it. That was a trigger for it him was. because he doesn't like to be told what to do. Yes. Mix that with alcohol and you I lost your... pissed. Yeah. Fired up for nothing. All for nothing. Yeah. Why? Because I want to chase it high. That's why. Alcohol is still a high. People think, oh, high from weed. No. Alcohol is a high and I was still chasing it. Yeah. And I was doing drugs back then. Let's be honest. That was, yeah. yeah. No bueno. That was a rough night. He was very unhappy. Then we got, I finally did get him home an hour, 50 miles south, by the way, of yes. driving. I had to get him home and he was mad the entire time while I was driving. And then when we got home, he was wanted his keys because he wanted to go get Jack in the box. And I hid his keys because obviously I didn't want him to drive. And he was so mad. And he kept saying, if I find out you're hiding my keys, I was literally scared. I just want to say for the record, Mike has never been violent with me. So if this is alluding to the, we've never had that issue, but it was scary because you were aggressive verbally, yeah. but never physically violent. I never put my hands no. on a woman. No. I don't do that. But it was scary for me. And yeah. we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. And that was the, I honestly thought 50, to myself. 50 huh? You're yeah. Like, I know. And when we woke up that next morning, I could tell you knew you ended up, but you didn't know what exactly you did because you, <laughs> you kept looking at me. And I remember later you had told me that you were waiting for me to tell you to like pack your things. Yeah. Like, you knew you were in trouble. Yeah, because I acted a fool. Basically, she left out a part. We had a table at one nightclub, finished party in there, went to another nightclub after my friends had a table, drank some more, embarrassed myself there, then tried to go to a third nightclub or after hours. Just too much. I'm an extreme dude, man. I know that about myself. I'm an addict. That's just the way it goes. And honestly, a lot of people will say, what about the social pressure? Like, how do you deal with it? First of all, if What's you, social pressure? if of drinking, oh. no, in general, a lot of people, that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. struggle with yeah, though. Yeah. So you can't just dismiss it. You have For to sure. help people yeah, yeah, along yeah, with yeah, that. Of course, of course. But, but truly though, if you have a crowd of people that aren't, uh, you're hanging out with that don't respect your decision to not drink, you have to really ask yourself, do you have the right friends True. Uh, truly, because they probably are influencing you to do other poor things besides drinking as yep, well. Yep. But the reality of it is it's hard for people to comprehend if you are not an alcoholic but choose not to drink. So if you want to just make it easier, order mocktails. Have a mocktail looking drink in your hand at all times. It really does help. And you can order, you can have some, have club soda with lime and a tahine rim. Have the bartender muddle some fruit and have soda water. It's delicious. It looks pretty. Rim the drink with sugar. They'll do mocktails for you. Yeah. Or how many times I've seen you do it. You take a shot. A pretend lot. you knock it back and you throw it away. All the time. It smooth. Listen, one thing about me, although I did like to have my drink and stuff, I very, was very good at controlling my alcohol. Yes, you were. So I don't have, I don't You're associate with the, a, a problem with drinking. And I, all the time I would pretend to take shots and because yeah. people, they don't, come on and they're drunk yes. and they want, okay. And I would yep. just knock it back yep. in the trash. <laughs> yes. Smart. Yeah. So it's not your thing. You don't like doing shots. Like I said, I'm not sober by any means. I'm not, I don't associate myself as being a sober person. I don't have a problem with alcohol or substances in general. I'm pretty good about that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Sober technically means no drugs or alcohol at all. And I'm not saying I'll never have a drink again or a glass of champagne or drink on a vacation or something like that. But I'm just saying that now when the waitress asked me if I would like to order a cocktail, the list comes up in my head and I think, huh, there's really no positives, all negatives. I think I'll pass. I just say no. I'm good with my Diet Coke with my food. And that's where I'm at and why I came to that conclusion. And I'm so happy that I finally flipped that switch. And we're on a different journey right now with ourselves, with our health. You know what I'm saying? We're turning our health around. We're getting older. We don't have time around no more. It was just like a revelation that I'm glad I had. And I just, no judgment if that's not a decision that you're making, but I just, I get that question a lot now. And it is something I talk through with clients. Have you ever thought about stopping? Because you'd be surprised at how many amazing things can come from it. And I'm happy with my decision. I know you're happy. We didn't even coordinate. We made that decision separately. I before you. Yeah. And we never, it wasn't something we did jointly. We, it needs to be a personal decision, but I'm, I'm glad we make, we made it. Let us know, comment below, let us know where you struggle or if this resonated with you. I'm truly curious to see how you guys feel on this topic, especially after listening to this episode. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you on the next one.